here. Another one. Another Not DJ Khaled. Another one. We hey. here. We here. And I'm back. These motherfuckers. Hey, he back in this bitch. He off hiatus. Slept on a nigga. Say what? I ain't even know y'all. He said I'm built like Snorlax, but don't sleep on a nigga. Oh yeah. And said I had to get my degree first on y'all hoes. Yeah, man. Had to do it. Ooh, I he back in this bitch, man. How y'all feeling? We good? Yeah, I know we, we hot, bro. Right yeah. it's, it's hot in the studio, man. I know y'all can't see it, but like we sweating, bro. It's pools of water on the floor, bro. Oh, I don't know about all that. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot. It is hot. Now it's gonna be disgusting to listen to. Like these niggas sound musty. Yeah, <laughs> yes. you had to say all that. Damn, this not gonna this not gonna translate well on the podcast. No, nah, somehow, somehow it's not it's not funky in this motherfucker. So that's a good sign. Yeah, niggas wear deodorant. Yes, that's what we on, man. Grown men, I hope y'all wear deodorant. Shit. We wear do rags. Why not wear deodorant? You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying same. Ain't got to be one or the other. It need to be both. Honestly, you keep, you keep that D on us. You know what I'm saying? Keep oh, that what on you? Huh? Keep that what in you? What? What? <laughs> 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 I mean, it's 2020, but do what you feel. There you go. Hey, Blue boys, we here. <laughs> nah, but we um, this is exciting, man. We got so everybody on the episode. We on, we got Dorian, Tyler, Sam, Jock on the episode. Yeah, usual suspects. We here. So we've been on this like rituals, routines thing. And that was real cool to kind of get the year wrapped up and get the year started um, and just to kind of think about, like, what kind of adjustments we wanted to make and stuff. But now we think we need to be a little more, I don't know, we got some feedback said we need to be a little more vulnerable, a little more. You fucking you coon. Know, stupid as fuck. We ought to kick your stupid ass. Oh, my ass. God. You give oh, a nigga man. iPhone and Wi-Fi access, don't know how to fucking act, nigga. Anyway. Put down IG for a second. Anyways, nigga. Uh, yeah, keep your hands to yourself like a little kid, nigga. You in time out. We've been on this rituals and routines thing heavy, just being more reflective about what we need to do and what kind of personal adjustments we need to make. But um, we've been really thinking about what we could discuss that's more vulnerable. And I know all these women's want you to talk about them and want you to air that bullshit out all up on the radio. <laughs> but we're not doing that shit. Right? Nah, not on this. Not, well. <laughs> not on this. <laughs> what you doing on, on the IG post on your yeah, story? Yeah. And I'm sick of these hoes. With a, with a black screen. You with a black screen with the writing on it, with a, with a hundred emoji on there? We're going to have to tell our business a little bit, so we thought that maybe we could do it over some themes around the word resentment today. Resentment, man. Um, that's a strong word. What, is that, what does that word mean for y'all? Resentment? Resentment. Damn, bro. You hit some heavy shit. Yeah, it's too hot in here for all that, nigga. Shit. We're going to get into it. I mean, it. resentment, I guess, is just holding a grudge against someone that did you wrong or you perceived did you wrong. Someone. Yeah, someone, something, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, don't I know. feel like resentment is uh, it's like something that didn't get aired out or didn't come to fruition. That could be towards a person, a place, an opportunity, mm-hmm. you know? So something you- that, that could have been fulfilled that didn't or something that you thought was going to be something and it wasn't yeah. and that kind of fucked you up. That could be resentment, too. I, so you think of it like regret. That's what I was thinking. You think thinking. of regret. Well, you you think regret and resentment is the same? I think it can go hand in hand, but I think it's like a thin line where like, you know, you could feel resentment, but it's most likely regret. Hmm. Like you just regret not doing something, not necessarily resentment towards yeah. something. Resent is like regret, but you angry and some shit. <laughs> <Most> <laughs> likely, yeah, to me, like resentment. You got a temper will. Yeah. Well, I feel like resentment is like towards a person, whereas regret is like in like something that you feel yeah, like about yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Resentment makes- is like Oh, I hate every time that Q dog gets to strolling because he, he raw dogged me and, and then oh. takes me back the next Whoa. day. Okay. Whoa, yeah. man. Hold on. Who yeah. is confessing to you, bro? You should not be airing this. Thank God you didn't say the name. No, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's resentment. <laughs> every, every, time he start, every time he start hitting that boozy uh, or whatever he doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like he, 
you get mad. You don't want to see that person exist, even apart from the situation. I feel like that's resentment. Like with exes and shit. You resent like um, a place too, or like an entity or organization Uh too. Because I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, especially if you apply for an internship somewhere and they denied you a job somewhere, you got fired from something, or like you went to McDonald's and they put like. Ten the fucking ice cream machine never <laughs> worked. Yeah, yeah. I resent you, Raggedy yeah, yeah. Bitch. Especially you could, you could, on Panola Road. You know nigga, everywhere. You ain't never seen no McDonald's. Nigga, you ain't never walked down the street and saw somebody licking a McDonald's oh, ice cream cone. <laughs> that never happened. That's like That's a pregnant a Asian tri- lady. Nigga. <laughs> you ain't never see that. Pregnant Asian lady, McDonald's ice cream cone. Give me some more. Nigga, that turns I into one of them tweets. A pregnant like, Asian lady. Where? In the nail salon. Oh, okay. That's the only place, maybe. <laughs> that's the breeding grounds, literally and figuratively, bro. Oh, like, that's oh, what my God. Y'all niggas going to hell. <laughs> Nigga says a sweatshop. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just... <laughs> we about to get canceled. You I'm ever sorry. seen a... You ever seen a... This is the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> we just getting started, bro, nigga. No, we got to get the... Y'all got Charlemagne, nigga. We good. <laughs> Fuck. We ain't do nothing. Nigga got his ass finger. No, nah, but... <laughs> <laughs> resentment, bro. Resentment is, I guess, a strong thing to contend with as like an emerging adult because for me, it's like... You have all kind of things that impacted your development, like places, settings, like Tyler was saying, groups of people. It could be relationships. I feel like all that is like really important to contend with as you move forward. Because you can harbor some shit that's, or you don't even have to really give it life, but it still can be impacting you if you haven't wrestled with it. Yet. Yeah, absolutely. It's, n- it's never dealt with. You got you to gotta face it and be like, hey, nigga, this shit ain't work out, and it kind of fucked you up, but where you going to go from here? You can't just be, you can't like, just be sunk in that place the whole time and try to operate off that because you're not even giving your full self to what is, what's to come next. Mm-hmm. You're still stuck in that same place where you got fucked over. Mm-hmm. So, so you got to find a way to get out of it. What were you going to say, Tyler? I was going to say just how how do people even do that? So, you know, two people can go through the same situation mm-hmm. and one person can... It can affect one person differently than it affects the other person. And it's like, we, I might have just brushed it off and been like, okay, like... Things happen. That's just the way life goes. But you, like, man, fuck that person or fuck that situation because it just made me feel so bad. But like, so how do you navigate that? Or make it healthy? Yeah, yeah. Well, who, like, who do you, who do, you, who can you talk to if you don't even recognize it as a problem? If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe somebody that's been through it, Shit. or somebody that hears you. Yeah, just somebody like, that's there to listen. Honestly. Yeah, like the accountability to it is like people hear when you bitter. You know what I'm saying? Like, or when things, certain people or whatever or situations. Uh, like evoke bitterness in you, and like but, nobody likes bitter bitches. But not all, <laughs> not all the time though, because sometimes people do it as jokes, and they be joking about it. But you you like you know deep down they they. Oh yeah 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 yeah. There's truth and humor all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, how do you approach that, especially when it's a friend and they like, you know, they feel a certain way about something, but you just let it slide because they're joking about it. And you know, that's their way of like kind of masking, kind of coping with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So let, let's so you, be more specific. Yeah. What's you know what I'm saying? What, what are we resenting, bro? What's something that you feel like you need to stop resenting for 2020, bro? I feel like it's an opportune year, opportune time, bro. You can't be bringing all baggage from the last people. decade here. You know. What let's just start with people, man. You know, this nigga Sam like two years ago made Earn Miss New Year's. <laughs> Y'all don't know that story. Y'all know that story, but oh, they don't need to Sam, know the story. Sam no. made Hermes miss the whole ball drop on New Year's because he was parking, air quotes, 
parking Bruh, the whole on. time, all the way past New Year's. I'm talking Steve Harvey, 10, 9, 8, <laughs> 7, and this shit going down. We going into the New Year. This nigga Sam is doing some bullshit and made Earn miss the whole New Year. <laughs> I would resent that nigga for the whole next year. But yet Y'all we still here. Y'all make it seem like that nigga uh, got down still left in 2017 or some bullshit. That is what happens, nigga. You missed the ball drop. Who you know ever missed the ball drop? Nigga, it still happened. <laughs> How, do you know? How do you know that, though? <laughs> he, he, didn't see he, he wasn't there. there. He wasn't there. Exactly, nigga. I don't know them niggas. Them niggas, <laughs> that's the niggas that we be on here talking man, about. Y'all, yeah. y'all try to park. Y'all try to park downtown, man. During New Year's, you try to do that. Yeah, why would you try to do that? Thank you. <laughs> you pull up why would I try? Early. Thank you. Why would I try? <laughs> bro, no way, we bro. was right. <laughs> he was right there. Niggas, man, fuck all this shit. I'm going home. Bro, I thought I found a parking spot, bro. I turned. It's just that nah, no parking here. So I just said, fuck that shit. <laughs> it went all the way 40 minutes out to the boonies. Who does that? Nigga, you downtown. Nigga, I was going home. Better pull a Colt 40 or some shit out and just be like, hey, happy new Nigga year. Nigga want me to celebrate with the homeless folks and shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you right there. Georgia State campus. But need some soup or some shit with them niggas. But I just bring that up to say, like, we not mad at Sam. But the thing is. Whatever, nigga. I'm just talking about different three years straight. Well, I'm not going to ever let that go. <laughs> Our listeners, I can't wait to hear if they ever got left in the last year. On Literally. Drop. And just, we had plans to and, hang out. And and the bad thing, Erm went outside to find him. And we and was in this it. nigga apartment. We was in Erm apartment. We celebrate New Year's in somebody else's apartment who wasn't even there. <laughs> That's he deep, came. bro. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> he came back, bro. Everything was fine. And never, he's never been the same since. Yeah, he ain't never been the same since. He never been the same since. nigga on perks ever since. <laughs> Look at him. Damn, Shane. Herb <laughs> yeah. outside the studio just chilling. He's still hitting the cut, but he relaxed and he easing his mind. You know, chilling, everybody right, eating comfortable. But yeah, man, I just bring up, you know, people, we have a lot of interaction with each other, especially if you like working in like friendships like us or maybe romantic partnerships or whatever. People have a way of like, people, you're going to feel like somebody transgressed on you or some shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to yeah. have something to get over with, folks. And stuff can really get out of hand, which where you feel like you don't have grip over your connection with somebody because of what they did to you or what you did to them or whatever, you know? I know, yeah. I don't know. We got to get specific, y'all. I know it's so hard, who, who's but... Who's ready to talk about somebody they resent or a situation that made them resent somebody? So I, could, I got something. I knew Sam resented me for a little bit. It's a hard Ooh. story to tell. But um, one time I invited Sam out to a pool party. <laughs> oh, I man. thought he better get all serious. I was like, hold on. I think he was saying nigga took nah. the last wing. Nah. This is serious. So I, I, I had to make it up to Sam, <laughs> too. So I tell Sam, I'm coming off a plane. I'm coming back from somewhere, bro. And, you know, it's, you know, a little, little yeah, little yes, ma'am. A little bro. yeah. A little yes, a little yeah. A little yes, You know what I'm saying? Anyway, you know what I'm saying? She takes me a flyer to a pool party. And I'm like, who trying to go with this? Sam was like, let's go. So I'm like, bet. Because I know it's a pool party. People, you know, people when we turn up. I brought out my best fit. Bro, say, I'm first of all, yeah. you're supposed to swim at a pool party. So you're <laughs> yeah. out your best fit. It's already. You know what's <laughs> nah, a fashion show, nigga? Nah, yeah. It's already <laughs> been the wrong direction. Nah, Any movement in Atlanta's a fashion show, bro. Sam, Sam had on a good fit, bro. You know, I remember like it was yesterday, but he had the little no-collar dress button down. Chest hair showing. With, with, with a little bandana, little some loafers, and some swimming trunks. can't do a backstroke to save his life. Somebody drowning. I was born in water, nigga. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying bro, We get there We get there right And then Sam's like Hold on bro I don't see nobody At the pool And I'm like What you mean bro Of course there's people At the pool And we get there bro Pool locked up Ain't nobody there bro In the apartments bro. Trying to swim Nigga the pool The bathtub in the bathroom Nigga bro, that was the I, I went outside Sat that day bro Cause up until then bro Every move I invited people to bro It was it was a dead move bro It was bad So Sam I know he I know he didn't fold me But 
I, I redeemed it. I redeemed it. I brought him to a party full of IG bad hoes. Man, yeah, but that's not resentment, that though. You ain't gonna resent a nigga because he made you show up to a middle <laughs> yeah. school pool party that got shut down early. Like, oh, but we can resent a nigga because he supposedly got left in 2017. Well, you we, did, Wait, wait a minute. Can we resent a nigga for not showing up to his own celebration brunch? <laughs> wait, what happened? Nigga, I said where y'all was at. Your okay, dumb ass now we got to tell another story. Like, Man, fuck you. So, so clearly, <laughs> I said, I said, y'all still there. For our Man, listeners, fuck you. for our listen, for our listeners, come on now, we got to make sure we bring up the context of the speech. <laughs> for our listeners, Sam just graduated. Y'all knew that already. Woo, woo, fuck that nigga. Anyways, <laughs> we having brunch at a very nice promo. Maybe they'll sponsor us. Uh, Negro Village in yeah, Midtown. Yeah. Black owned brunch or whatever. Negro village, what? It's Negro. <laughs> Yo, Negro this ass is Selma. How you spell it? N e g r i l. Oh, okay. It's Jamaican. I thought I always about to be in that motherfucker. Anyways, we we pull up to the spot. Sam, know he on his phone. It's Sunday. Niggas up watching football and whatever. We pull up to the spot. We eating, having a brunch. We spent a lot of money on that brunch too. And Sam, we like Sam. Where you at? When you pulling up? Oh, I didn't know we had no plan. I know we had no plan. I know. Speak, we Sam. To be You've been missing for the past uh, well, a few weeks. Let me go ahead and give context. Context. The night before, we talked about a move. Goddamn. Nobody came up with a plan. Nobody had no no venue or nothing we like that. We said a time. No time. We did say a time. Okay, we had a time, but we had no venue. Tyler, we had, we I remember, Ty, I remember Tyler said, oh, I ain't even going to be there anyways because I got some shit to do with my mom or some shit. So we I did. was like, this shit ain't going to happen. You Knowing me, you know, I don't wake up till noon anyways. Early bird gets the worm. <laughs> <laughs> So I wake up over here at noon, niggas over here, and I read the chat, and there's no, oh, where they at, where they Y'all was already there. So I was like, damn, I was like, damn, I just woke up and shit. I was like, uh, I ain't even know. Jock said, man, fuck you and all this other bullshit. So I was like, I had them bet. These niggas were here for two hours. They could have easily told me where they were at, and I could have showed up. Okay. We're not going to belabor this point, <laughs> but I think the theme is that Sam seems to be at the center of um, critical moments in niggas. life. Shiesty niggas critical doing moments shiesty in life. things. Sam Man. say fuck all that shit. Trifling niggas doing trifling things. And how do I maintain and keep a healthy relationship with this Snorlax built ass <laughs> nigga when he doing me like that? Get Nig- your lip off the microphone, I'll take. But, <laughs> but now I want to dive into something. I want to dive into something. We're talking about yeah, resentment. So, do y'all have any resentment about like the environment that you grew up in? Because mm. I know like when y'all got to college, y'all met people of different you know, backgrounds and things like that. And I know personally for me, they'll talk to me about, like, stuff they had, like, in high school. You know, like, they had SAT tutors and all this other shit. Just, like, a better school system, I'm not mm. say. Like, do you have a resentment to the area that you grew up in? And the, I guess, not necessarily the amenities, but, like, the extra stuff you just could have had. Or been yeah. available to, access to, and all the other stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I can't do no math. So all the time, I every time I, I'm confronted with that, I'm like always like, this shit just ain't right, bro. Like mm. I was a well behaved child for the most part. You know, I was silly, but I wasn't robbing, killing, beating up nobody. Yeah. I should know some math. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when you got these bald heads, stinky breath ass niggas teaching oh, you math, can we, can we name drop or no? Who watch? Uh, fuck him, Mr. Mr. Crawford, Crawford Mr. Nigga, Lad, you, who makes you cheesy extra- egg breath ass niggas? But bitch he had, ass, he had hold a music on. trouble. <laughs> He's always talking about. Let me show you all my tattoos. Watching, watching <laughs> girls though. basketball videos in the middle of your class, or um, <laughs> oh or Mr. God. Lad, fuck him too. Had us yeah. exercising Doing boot camp because we was playing in class, making us do like exercises. Nigga had us doing mountain climbers at ten a.m. But then we get on no a one... blacktop, not no concrete, nigga. Blacktop, no Browns Mill. Y'all know what's going on, bro. But we get to twenty twenty. And then niggas can't code. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm like, so to your point, Sam, I think, like, developmentally, you can only be so mad. I feel like we, um, the area we was from, like, on the east side, like, people invest in a particular kind of thing. The best, 
I feel like the thing that they value the most is like, oh, try to strive to be middle class, and then you do things like join a fraternity and do a pageant, or join the council. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. oh, I'm the council member of, but like, they they just deal with weird shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we didn't really have. They don't really. I can't. I don't know if I can fault them, but it does impact you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm. I, I resent my upbringing or my area in the midst of my upbringing. Yeah. Like, look at. Well, it'd be for you differently. Like, if you're talking about like high school. Yeah, he was uh, in a different spot than us. Yeah, I was in. I was back in Baton Rouge, but resent the area. I was just kind of used to living in an area like that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, where niggas is active and yeah. shit goes down, but that never really, like, that didn't, like, like weigh a whole lot on me because mm-hmm. I just knew, like, I knew how to operate in them areas, bro. Like, hey, bro, if you here, you better know somebody, or if you good in that area, bro, cool, but a certain time, you need to bring your ass back home. That wasn't, I wouldn't say it's that, but I would say an area I did, an environment where I did resent at a time was, uh, my grandmother's house, that's where I stayed all through high school because that was like, that was a really dark, depressing place. Like, I, I couldn't, when I moved from Atlanta to Baton Rouge to stay with my dad, it was on some, it was on some family issues type shit. So I just tried to find like a, like a way, like, man, let me go into a different setting and make, and see if this will be better, you know? Yeah. And maybe the relationship between parents was better, you know, but that space, like, that house, bro, I did not like being there. It was, like, so, it was just so depressing. It was like a black hole, man. Like, I can have a good day at school or just a regular ass day, but literally, as I know I'm about to come home from school, Mm. all that shit just goes downhill, man. And it just, it wasn't, there was no happiness in that home at a lot of times. There was no, there was no joy. It was just, it didn't, it literally just felt like, it felt like just a house was just engulfed in, like, blackness. And yeah. not just talking about niggas. I'm talking about like blackness, like the energy <laughs> yeah, and the, the space. It was just, it wasn't, it uh-huh. wasn't good. And I totally was a different person. If you would have asked somebody that met me, like my freshman year to now, they'll be like, bro, you was like, you different now. Like you're still, you're still the same, like, like integrity, character, ambition, all that stuff. But like, as far as like being joyous, you know, ambitious and like just being excited about things, that wasn't me, bro. I, that shit was a lot, bro. And then like, Family members passing away. We all struggling as a household together. All the people in that house. Mm-hmm. I wasn't in, even in no space to be myself. I'm too worried about all the other ni- bullshit. All the shit like paying bills or like what I'm eating, how I'm gonna get to school and all that shit. I'm worried mm-hmm. about a lot of shit. You know, like I can't even be a kid. You know, right? Or right. just go through the formative years of high school and be like, how all these crazy ass stories, like sneaking in the whole house at night, or you know, right. going late out to a party, or getting drunk for the first time, or whatever crazy high school stories people got. I didn't really have that shit. You know, because you was all in a different mode. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was a. It was a bad time, bro. But I'm glad you was able to transition out of that, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. But that shit was. Whew, it was. I can't get I can't get too we can talk about this shit later, but like yeah. it gets deeper than that. But I do I resent it? I resent it because I feel like I missed out on certain joys that other people had in high school, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like there were certain things I couldn't do. Like I remember prom. I ain't had no way to take my girl to prom. My homie had to pick me up and take both of us to prom, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. that's how like that's what I came that's from, bro. Yeah. yeah, like ain't ain't nobody cashed out on me for no prom. Like my auntie gave me what she had, and like, hey, bro, this all I can do for you. And that meant the world to me at the time, because she's like another mama to me. But it's like, in comparison to all, that, all the other things I see, not say I try to equate myself to that, but it's like, damn, I really grew up different. Yeah. Like, different, different. And that alone, 
just sets a different tone on how you operate and how you view things, you know? Yeah. But you don't want to be these niggas, like, with the spiky shoes on Twitter. Oh, no, I ain't dry. Bro, I was, <laughs> I was still cleansing well. I had a fucking velvet <laughs> burger. Sam was one of those spiky shoe niggas. The new Power Ranger, uh, what's the Miles behavior ass niggas? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to look like them. But no, I, I feel you, brother. I, I think that's um something to think about. So, like, what's your relationship to it now that I'm wondering? Like, because you moved on, you moved out of it, but it impacted you. So how are you it's, addressing that? It's... It's a learning experience, bro, because I know, like, that space I was in, literally and figuratively, I can't go back there again. Like, yeah. I can't. Because if I, if I go through dark times now on my own, I literally think about where I was in high school. I'm like, okay, bro, you're good. Because back then, you was on some, you was going through some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful every day, honestly. But that place is still home, man. Like, that shit made me who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. even, like, like, that was my grandma's house. Unfortunately, both my grandparents are like, they're gone now, unfortunately. In a physical sense, spiritual sense, they always with me. Yeah. But like, I always say, oh, we going to Momo house. Like, that's, I'm tied to it, that place. Like, I don't even dress as anybody else's house. Whoever's, li- who owns it, it doesn't matter. Like, that's my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of like me pan- just acknowledging all the things I went through, all the trials and tribulations. Like, that shit made me stronger, made me wiser, made me navigate through life better. Cause like, I went through some dark shit that a lot of people would kind of, not really come out the way not saying like I'm just like the pinnacle of like going through hard times and I'm like I'm this great guy and y'all should be like me not that at all mm-hmm. but just the area the situation the family struggles all that for me to come out to where I am like my dad was like he was like one day he was like bro it's amazing that you turned out this way because mm-hmm. anybody else bro they it probably wouldn't have been that way so I'm always grateful for it that shit keeps me humble because I you, know that shit can always come back how did you get through that and not hold that resentment back on the family members or situation you're in. How do you look back on that situation so fondly? I I look at it just because, you know, shit, we was we was all in that bitch together struggling. Yeah. So I was like, hey, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, like hey, bro. Family can get you through that. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like they weren't, they weren't putting it on you on purpose. It was kind of like just a oh, situation you were in. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, but then, shit, Baton Rouge, if you from there, you know, like, that's not, that's common. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's not no, like, oh, you're the one guy and everybody else living it up. Like, that's a common thing. And then a lot of people there, my family there, you know, we either like middle class, low middle class, and then, but the majority is not really middle class, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're struggling, yeah. bro. That's yeah. just the area. That's the environment. So I just kind of looked at it that nobody um, nobody kind of, like, put me in a situation where I felt like it was my fault or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of was just... I really see it's like they did the best they could, you know? Yeah, That's yeah. it. They did the best they could, and I don't fault them for it. Do some trans some transgressions that happened, do I wish some shit was different? Absolutely, but that's with anything, you know? Right, right. Yeah. But I definitely feel like if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be the guy I am today. Like, that mm-hmm. shit made me, like... And you're telling the story now, so, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's a powerful sure. position to be in. Yeah. I mean, you can sit back like, on something, reflect on for it. For sure. Like, just going back there, all, all through the summers coming up, and then but living there and experiencing it, it was like, man, I got I have no choice but to succeed, bro. Because yeah. I've... I seen what it's like to not succeed, and I know what it's like to feel like there's nothing else out there for you. I've been in that super low place before, so mm-hmm. it's I just look back on it like, man, it's a beautiful thing I got through that. Yeah, now, what's next? So, kind of going off of that, how do y'all feel when you know how like people grow up in a privileged household or like a you know they have both parents? I mean, good job, and that doesn't always mean that you're gonna live in a happy home. But let's say yeah. you come from that happy home, you come from a privileged place, but then you see them 
try to emulate something that they're not. You know what I'm saying? So if you, you know, that's just fucking corny. We don't even be. I hate that. But and I, but I feel like that's a form, and it doesn't necessarily have to just be like um, some dude grew up in a nice neighborhood and decided to act like he's hood. But I mean, even still, it's like. People have rich parents and then they start wilding out later. I feel like that's a form of resentment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Even though you think for the people who's doing that, they they think it's some character building element to that other experience. Yeah, I or think I mean, so, they, yeah. They, they, or identity they, developing. Yeah, they Hell just yeah. they just resent they yeah. just resent their upbringing because it's just like it's too. That's weird shit to be in, bro. Yeah. So the opposite of what we're sort you of talking about. Yeah, yeah. You like, want to be struggling. Like, you want this shit. I hate you put me in such privilege. Yeah, oh, like, right, I, wanna right. I wish my, I wish my son would tell me, hey, bro, I'm, I'm mad they you got a good job. The fuck? They don't even see it that yeah, way. They could like have it like it's like a subconscious thing. Yeah, because I mean, like, if we're, if we're being honest, the media kind of promotes a kind of, especially in the African-American community, it promote. Well, I say African-American, black. Nigga this community. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That nigga's throwing this corporate hat. I be talking about. African American, the African American race. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> nah, but I'm serious. Like you know, the media likes to portray the uh, the black community as like if you didn't go through some type of struggle. Then how black are you? Yeah, you know like what I'm saying? Get out because of black way, nigga, black shit. end to be black end made black is yeah. to be made struggling some sort yeah. of struggle. Slavery, be, nigga. <laughs> but me, media does do that because you could look at like uh, like the NBA draft. They always got that sad backstory. Rags to riches. Yeah, yeah. That's like, the most he didn't have his dad in his, his life, but he died. found a basketball, yeah. and then everything and he was just better. Kept dribbling and kept dribbling. Now he's yeah. But if someone had it in them, then like they don't really respect them like that. Because okay, look at someone like. Like okay, LeBron James is easy. Like struggled and have live yeah. with his coach. His mom had him. He young. plays into that heavy. Yeah. And then, but okay, yeah. look, but look at someone like Michael Porter Jr. I mean, they're not on the same level, but I mean, he grew up in a middle class area or a high middle class area, and it's like good people, school, yeah, good shit. school, all of that was supported his whole life. But people don't even respect him like that just because <laughs> of the. Well, because yeah. he can't hoop like that, but he ain't LeBron. <laughs> he ain't been hooping lately, bro. Hold on. No, he good, he but he ain't, I mean. No, but he ain't LeBron, but, of but, course. But I'm, yeah. saying, but I'm saying it's like that type of, I'm trying to think of someone. I guess Steph Curry grew up in a nice thing. People respect him because he shoots not, in front of the logo. Even, but he, he, he's that's because he's dingling in everybody from the three-point line. That's what he's doing. He's a child of NBA player. People don't respect him like that. Like, people don't give Steph the credit he really deserves, I guess, because he's not. I think that's people projecting their own shit on the yeah. people, bro. Like if, like I think what Tyler's saying is like Steph Curry make it to the NBA. They don't look at it as hard as like LeBron make it to. It's the like, NBA. A, like it's like of course he would make it. Yeah, because like you, your dad was in the NBA. You could I mean, go to was, this good school. You could go. You could get like extra training. Who is like they? That. When we say they, I mean just like just, just like any, you know, any general, naysayer, like, anybody. Yeah, any naysayers that's a particular haters. audience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that you worried about making it seem like you struggling in a particular way because some shit is real tangible, bro. Like, and I don't believe that people who really experience certain elements. And then if you were actually an, a mature adult and you move on, that you would want to experience certain stuff. Maybe children, because they think, they don't really know the full scope of things. But, like, mm -hmm. I'm thinking now, like, all right, so me, I have a twin sister, and, like, my mom was a single mom. So my parents had divorced, like, very early on. My dad got remarried, moved out, like, west and stuff. So my mom is taking care of us, and, like, she's, like, doing all this stuff. I have... I promise you, we were we considered, I guess you would say, lower middle class because we live in the same house since I was there, but like we yeah. never, it's never no security. It's yeah. like always struggling, time to month to month. Right. It's like, yeah. or you need a whole bunch of assistance, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. even like, sure. like, um, like Sam's dad, for example, was like very helpful, like just with the day to day. Like, um, like for example, taking when we was hooping. Yeah. My mom, it was either you gonna hit me up or I'm just not gonna hoop. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? See, like, and yeah. just to go off on that, like you saw that a lot. Like my dad, like telling me now, he'll be like, if he really didn't pick up, like 
four or five kids for those games. And we games, just wasn't going to They play. weren't going to show up. Yeah. Like, my we mom didn't have a team, basically. Right, and it's not like nothing yeah. else to do. So I appreciate people like Sam's dad who yeah, like, really do that. Pops, shout out Sam's Shout out Mr. But like, aside from that, like, how could you, how do I look at that now and one, not be grateful to people like him and two, wish that you know what I'm saying? That like, or I wouldn't want nobody to, to go through that shit. Yeah, bro. I'm like, that's just, bro, that's just no. damaging, bro. You feel like you ain't worth shit. If like, like I can't even make the fucking practice, bro. Like the fuck, am I, that's just you can't do basic shit. Yeah. Like, who, yeah. So like that, I remember that. I remember stuff like the repo man, like in front of my uh, driveway. That's like some triggering. And shit, the shit bro. is inside the house, so you know they can't get it. But like, just still like that's embarrassing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. The Repo Man, which is on TV. I had only seen the Repo Man on TV. <laughs> like, the Repo Show. Get my shit back! Yeah. 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 And it in front of my house. Like, like, what the fuck? It's not as dramatic, <laughs> so, but... But why don't you resent your mom for putting you in that situation? Yeah, because like, do you feel like, oh, you should have worked harder or something like that I to get to that point? I feel yeah. like that. I'm I mean, like, it's, it's definitely... Your mom will backhand the fuck out you. You said had a better job. Like, my mom maybe feels that. Like, she like she could feel resentment. She was, yeah. yeah. Like, I maybe. couldn't be there enough. Or uh-huh. I wasn't as best. I feel like, like some kids do have that. They feel like, oh, you're the parent. You're supposed to have it like that or something like that. I just didn't. Because my mom was a grinder. So, like, I couldn't have that. Maybe I'm not. I can't speak for other people. Because maybe there's a situation where they feel like their parents, like, not putting no effort or whatever. But my yeah. mom was, like, trying and stuff. Yeah, you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. she gave up her own personal wellness for us. us. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. And we live, like, the fact that I never knew, didn't know where I was sleeping, never went hungry. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Even if it was barely there, it's like I never had a night where I don't know what I'm going to eat or whatever. So what am I mad at my mom for? You know what I'm saying? She gave me enough to like get me to this point and do what I need to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I, I think it's a maturity aspect of it too because like as a kid, you get easy just – because I remember one time in uh, third grade, I told my teacher, I was like, uh, my parents don't care about me because my said there was a police officer, so he like worked 10-hour shifts. Was he like, like a sheriff or something? Yeah, he was a sheriff's deputy. So he worked three hours – he worked – 10-hour shifts, four days out the week. So, I mean, when he was home, he was asleep because he worked, mm-hmm. like, the night shift. Yeah. And then my mom, I mean, like, you know, she got off of work at, like, 5.30, so I would get picked up from school around, like, 6. And then, like, you know, just different stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I told my third-grade teacher that, and my dumbass self, like, as an 8-year-old, you can't really comprehend yeah. Yeah. what they have to do in order for you to live a comfortable life. you just reacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, um, I remember my stepdad, for my punishment for saying that. Because you know how black people are, they're like, don't you be saying that shit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah, a fuck going in this house. Yeah, don't yeah, tell the yeah, truth yeah. to nobody yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. So, this is your baby. So <laughs> my stepdad, in, instead of like, instead of being like, um, ex- well, he did explain what happened, but he still gave me punishment on top of that. So instead of just being like, you know, like, I see where you're coming from, but this is the reason why we do certain things. Wait, you told the teacher on your stepdad? I told no, I told my teacher that both my they mom was coming and my dad, like, like then... they don't really care about me. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they called him with like Tyler yeah, yeah, said. Yeah. And from like, yeah, hammer, like little hammerhead said <laughs> <laughs> They're like, Hey, I gotta call CPS. I called him before <laughs> yeah, quick. But uh-huh. that's what I'm saying, like as an eight year old who used to like I used to talk in class and stuff or whatever. And you know, you as as an as a Kid professional, or whatever you, you gotta report that. Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. Pick, you pick up on those signs because usually when kids act out, it's because they're trying to like make up for some attention or whatever yeah, that's lacking. Or, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can understand from a teacher's point of view, it's like, oh, that's a big thing, and I understand why my parents felt that way. But mm-hmm. as me as a parent, I would just be like, um, I would sit my kid down because at eight years old, eight nine years old, you you're able to comprehend what's going on. You may not be able to tell me the full story, but I'm able to like comprehend what's going on and see that I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So my my stepdad did that, but then on top of that, he said, I'm going to treat you like someone who doesn't care. And then he made me sit in my room the whole weekend. And, like, that's the part where I'm just like, that was... 
dumb as hell. <laughs> right. But, and, you know what I'm saying? And, like, me, I can <laughs> sit here and resent him for something like that, you know what I'm saying, for mm-hmm. doing something of that nature. But then I look how he grew up and, like, his how his relationship with his father, and I can understand yeah. that it's just some, it, you know, even being a police officer, high-stress job, you right, got to right. think a certain way. So, I mean, like, I'm understanding. I think that's a maturity aspect. To because, come back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, because it's, it's like... Because sure. it's like, I mean, I could easily just be like, man, fuck that nigga. Like, I, he was dumb as hell for doing it. He just kind of like, nigga, some dumb ass shit. He just <laughs> yeah, move on. Yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. It, I mean, like, you know, I could blame him if I, like, I mean, I don't really have no, like, issues or nothing yeah. like that. But it's like, I, if I did, I could blame him for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I hated my mom. It's always there, somebody like, to blame. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could blame my mom because I was asking to play basketball in middle school. <laughs> she ain't let. She never really acted on it for whatever reason. I ain't started playing until high school. My handles ain't right. Nigga, I'm supposed to be <laughs> <I'm> nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be nice. Yeah. I want to bounce off this and go to something else. So, you know, how we talked about um, kids and the environment and growing up like that and the parents aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, we're most likely this decade we're gonna become parents or something like that potentially. <laughs> oh, have mercy! <laughs> most likely, potentially. Hey, hey. That's true. Because so, I'll be the, the, I'll be, I'll be the <laughs> uncle, nigga. Uncle D nasty. Pull nah, up. We, we gonna be like thirty. Damn, we gonna be like thirty three by the time. Man, that's oh, that's, that's wild. That's crazy. What, but go but, ahead. Yeah, yeah, go ahead yeah. But looking at it though, how how much importance do you put on the environment when you're thinking about kids? Like you know, like. A lot of people growing up, like they come from like the cab or whatever, like that. They said they want to move to the wires. The wires right. are the best. They want to go to Roswell. Yeah. <laughs> do you place an importance on those type of environments, or do you uh, feel like any type of environment, as long as like maybe you're right at home, like we could all have like six figure jobs or something like that, but we could grow up, we could be in the yeah. same area. Uh-huh. Do you feel like that would make a Hold difference, on, me, or let, do you feel like you need to be in like a a Buford or Gwinnett or something me, like that? Let Wait. me speak on this. All right. So, um, as many as you probably know already, because I talk about it all the time, I got like a corporate job, so I'm working with like... Corporate Ooh. nigga, woo-woo, 401k, health oh, insurance. He had no facial hair. He had no facial hair. He was by a white man day. all day. <laughs> but I remember, I'm talking to this black lady, because, okay, so first of all, the company I'm at, it's a lot of black people but if you notice, a lot of black people are in the service departments of the company. So, like, you're not going to find a lot of black people in the finance, tax, some low tier uh, type shit. engineering. Yeah, you're going to find the tech you, area Yeah, even. you're not going to find them there. You're going to find them in like HR, employee c- communication, mm-hmm. PR, procurement. You, you're going to find them in stuff like that, that servicing or even like the tech spot. Because the tech spot, not really IT. That's just some niggas in there that's troubleshooting your computer with something going wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, nigga, okay. turn it off and turn it back yeah, on. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's, that's literally what they're doing. Or they're giving you permission to download stuff on your computer. That's literally what they're doing. Yeah, you can but download like, LimeWire. Go ahead. But like, like software right? developers. Yeah, yeah, they not, like yeah, yeah. Black people not in that. And part of that may just be because, no, I'm not, that's not even that. Because there are black people who do that. And what the, they're starting to do now is they're starting to go to all these HBCUs and pit people up there. It's but anyway, long, long story short, all of that, um, I remember I was talking to this black lady, and she grew up on Candler Road. She grew up on Candler Road. And, you know, I'm telling her where I'm from, and then they're like, oh, you're not from there. Like, you you, you seem too proper to be from there. you probably from somewhere like Alpharetta or whatever. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't even go there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm I don't like, even That's... know what that yeah. is, really. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you don't want to go, what do, I, what do I have to do to act like I'm from, like... Like uh, east, like you gotta South talk like young nudie at work, nigga. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, say, like the fuck, I, I, was, I, was, I was gonna be <laughs> shoot, shooting and killing niggas at work selling drugs. Like, what I gotta do you say, slap to every like, word. Fuck like, you. They man. want you to use the UPS logistics to move weight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's black people that's doing that though. And then like she's talking to me and she's like, I grew up on Hill Road, so I know how bad the area the is. And I'm like, and I'm like, where? I'm, I'm like. This shit area not even bad. Like, I mean, yeah. it's it's some shit that's going on. Whatever, but I can live a perfectly comfortable life. Like, you know, exactly. Knock on wood. 
house never got broken into or anything like that. So it's like yeah. mine didn't. <laughs> nah. May first, two thousand eight. I remember like it was yesterday. I'm telling you, bro. It was hot that night. Was out. It was fifth grade. Yes, bro. But that ain't. Let Tyler continue. Hey, bro. That's trauma, bro. You gonna dress it happened for sure. I told her I was like. We in the same place. Actually, I got a better job than you. So it's Bitch. like, so it's like, hold these nuts, ho. So I mean, but, but, I'm, but I'm just saying, I'm like, I'm like, we in the same place. So obviously, my upbringing isn't as bad as you trying to make it seem. Where the area is at is obviously produces good talent and you going niggas. We know that. We know the East Side is churning out shit left and right. Like it's, we got too pioneers. Many examples, you know what I'm saying? Innovators. I think a lot of people say that. It's a higher percentage in these white areas or these better areas than what we're doing. Cause like we're Maybe. coming out of it, yes. But how many, how many of y'all mm. went to school with people who didn't graduate? That's true. Or who and, ended up on the street? I don't think we're like we're honest like to that. the situation. Yeah, a lot and of we time. and we and we speak from a point of privilege because we was all in higher achiever programs, so we can't act like we weren't other than the nigga who chose to leave. I was Ooh. woke. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, fuck magnet, I'm out. I mean, but I'm saying we also because we do have parents that were involved. They were, yeah, they were looking. Care. They were. So trying we to... are speaking from a point of privilege, so we can't sit and out like everyone had a peachy upbringing in the areas that we live at. But I feel like that's every area. Though I feel like every area. I mean, it's, if if you want to go into neighborhoods, obviously not. But every area, whether you're Alpharetta, Johns Creek, Jura Hills, <laughs> on the west side, or fucking Clayton County, everybody got someone who's living a struggle life or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, um, what is struggle? You know what I'm saying? Like. What struggle is need is individual specific, context specific, right? Your yeah. your individual needs as a child, as a boy, like that that is dependent. I don't think you can say that is struggling. That's not. I know a lot of people who had to switch houses every six months. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, apartments every six months because they lease up. Yeah. I cannot tell you that they're worse off than some of the people I know who didn't. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like uh-huh. I promise you, you gotta fucking breathe with a jewel. You got more problems than a nigga that grew up in apartments. I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's two different situations. I go to Oxy, middle class kids or whatever in college, and they, they parents got shit, and they over here are druggies. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to look at that? I know normal niggas that didn't have to do all that. They was okay with hooping and going home yeah, that night. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So you can't, I don't think you can make it about that, but it does play in. But to y'all, both of y'all questions, and I would say, I want my kid, one, around black people. And yeah, two, I was about to say. and whatever that means, yeah. like you know, what I'm saying it might mean that we got to be around less than ideal circumstances. I might have to be more involved, engaged, but I'm not going to know Roswell. I'm not. Have you met it. like niggas specifically they from Roswell? Oh my lord! Have you met niggas from private school in Atlanta? Woo! Westminster, Pidea. Oh my Weirdos. god! Uh, not for me. I think it's. Uh, uh, I think it's. So I'm a, how I look at buying houses is like it's an investment in the area. So I'm I'm gonna buy a house so eventually I could flip it. So whatever area I feel like is is the, the right area. investment. Yeah. And then two, I just want my my kids to go to a good school. I would prefer them to be around people who look like them and and come from yeah, yeah. a similar background as them. Yeah, 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 just because I mean like I don't want them to lose that identity of who they are. Because I mean the way it's looking now, my kid will be mixed race. So not white, but they'll be mixed race. So <laughs> be mixed with something. <laughs> it'll, it'll, I mean, it'll be two p- people of color, like um, black and Mexican. So I mean. Light skinned Mexican. <laughs> but very I mean, specific. I, I say that to say I don't want them to necess- I want them to Nigga be come around- out like Cap G. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying I want people to I want them to be around Hispanic and black people just so they can have that. And I know they'll face like problems or whatever just because they don't know who to fit in with or whatnot. Yeah. Whatever. Different problems though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean I, I want them to grow around up with people like that because I feel like if they grow up, you know, people of not their race or their background, they're gonna lose that identity. 
of who they are, who they should be. Because when you get into the real world, are you you sad to say like you just got that what people can see and they perceive you to be a certain way if you look a certain way. Mm-hmm. So I just want yeah. them to understand that world. They don't have to be that. I just want them to be able to understand that world. Yeah. I right. want them to have some niggas doing some dumb shit and some niggas that's yeah. healthy balance. <laughs> yeah, you know what, yeah, yeah. what you saying, Sam? Yeah, I was saying I agree with what Tyler said. You know, I want them to um, grow up in a good environment, but, you know, also know where they come from and things like that. But for me personally, I'm going to stress on in home, what I can teach in home, because I know yeah. that that was big for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning from my parents, my mom and my dad, you know, telling me it was right from wrong yeah. and everything like that. Cause, like, I didn't, like, because, like, it's basically like they're telling me what's good or what's right and wrong within society, and I could go to school and I know what's right and wrong. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I know right. what's going yeah. on. Yeah. It's yeah. nice in the home, yeah. 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 Like, I can tell who's good in this school and who's bad, like, who's yeah. doing fucked yeah. up who shit. I, who I need to be around. Yeah. And I can still go there with them. Yeah, like, know? majority yeah. of the people, I can tell majority of the people doing bad shit, but I'm not about to say, okay, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do the bad shit because yeah. majority of people doing, I'm like, okay, I know these people doing good things. And you so, know your, your parents yeah. will beat your ass. Exactly. <laughs> I think yes. that is one thing we all had in common, like, during even to your point, saying how I end up like this, like, your dad, like, I mentioned that before, like, very a, much a so strong yeah. figures. Yeah, like, absolutely. Good figures. My mom, my dad too, even though like he didn't play that role in that way, like even now, like or the family members I had, like my grandparents, uh, like everybody, I just had like a really good like set Support of people. System. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that yeah. can mold you and stuff. So I knew right from wrong, I knew how to navigate. Going to somewhere like Clarkson or whatever, it was, you know, that's was what it was. Like it was simple for me to navigate that by that time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. It starts at home because, like, my dad always preached, you never want to be someone always saying, woe was me, woe was me. Mm-hmm. Like, we struggled, and I could see it, and he kind of was like, hey, bro, this is what we're going through, man. Like, even if he didn't say it. Yeah, you saw he, it. I saw it, and he knew that I understood that. Yeah, yeah But he's yeah. like, shit, I always got you, though. Like, you ain't got to worry about, you, you'll be fine. Like, the other shit, the material things, that shit comes and goes. I can only do what so much, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I got you. You going to be with me. Nigga from Decatur, Black Decatur specifically. Mm-hmm. Black Decatur, all the way to Riverdale, the Cascade, <laughs> to we didn't Jonesboro, like all kinds all over the place. We've been there, but he's like, bro, we here, we together, as long as I got you, we're good. So it's, it definitely starts in the home and just letting like I feel like you just gotta let your kids know, like, bro, I just want you to be the best you can be. I know you, these circumstances may not Make be you think best. that yeah. you may not think that you're the best. You may go to a, a school that ain't got no fun and your textbooks torn the fuck up, or niggas ain't got food, or you know you you go to school with a certain crowd. People try to diss them like they broken or something, which is not. They just going through some shit. Mm-hmm. But it's more to life than what you see, and you know you just know that wherever we're going, I'm going with you, and I got you. Mm-hmm. Don't matter where it's at. Shit, we if we move to the move to fucking Buckhead and we living now, cool, but at least you know where we came from and you know that's never going to sway you to be some lame nigga right, right. in Buckhead and you're some gonna shit. You're going to be built different. You're always, yeah. you always going to be humble and know where you came from and that you'll know that your support system, whether it be your dad, your brother, a friend, a family friend, a neighbor, a coach, you know what I'm saying? In some cases with some kids, they had that kind of connection, mm-hmm. that you'll always be solid. You'll stand 10 toes wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So... It definitely starts at home. Just what you preach to your kids and just show them. I think you just keep it real with them. Yeah. yeah. And you could, you could really, I hate to use this like American dream type thing because that's not real. But you could yeah, really. we're not white. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could really make it, quote unquote, wherever you are at. You just have to have someone who sees that vision in you in order for you to make it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's the most beautiful thing, bro. Yeah. Because it's like if, if no one is still in that confidence in you that you could do whatever you want to do, then you're not going to view it yeah. in you yourself. And you can't expect like no kid to 
truly believe they can do whatever they want. You know, yeah. so you gotta have someone. Someone gotta tell you that. Yeah, shit, yeah. Someone bro. gotta instill it. Someone gotta push you to do that. So, because I, I think all of our parents in here push us to do stuff, mm-hmm. whether we want to do it or not. We still mm-hmm. learned from that experience and what we did, and they just made us feel like we could do whatever we want when we want to do it. We just gotta figure out how to get it. You know? Right. Yeah. And a good thing, I guess, like cap it off is like we if you plan on being in Atlanta, it's a special place because the vision that we have for like being around folks who experience class differently or whatever mm-hmm. and still be around black people, that is a possibility here. That's why I kind of frown at people when y'all brought up like if you want to go move out there to Gwinnett Ross because they're doing that by choice. Yeah, there's like, a lot of black people out there. Though. It is, but that's what, that, what does that mean though? Like, it's a lot of black people out there. Why, like, all out there by themselves? I remember even in the cab, people used to. I ain't going to try to shit on nobody, but <laughs> there was different options in, like, where you could go even if you were in the specialized programs. Yeah. yeah. And you could go on the north side, you go on the south side. Niggas go to Shambly and shit yes, like that. Yes, bro. Yeah. It was traveling an hour to go up there to get the same thing Then you know what I'm saying, like a strong program like the one they had on the south side. So, I mean, it's, it's to me, you got to just not, you got to fight against that. In Atlanta, you had that possibility. I read an article the other day, said black women have... Like, out of all the cities, Atlanta is, like, top 10 for black women's educational outcomes, health outcomes, and something else. So, like, it just shows you, like, we have a different fabric I mean, the, here. the perceived idea of going to those schools up north was that you were getting a, quote-unquote, better education. And I can see that because, I mean, they had, like, they supposedly had the better teachers up there. But they, they did, but you no, can look at the facts. They did have, like, better funding and no, stuff but the like thing that. Is, I would say more can, so that no, not no, the no, teachers. You the can, teachers be raggedy. You can, you can have better funding. You got better teachers. You got better resources. But if you don't have that infrastructure for, young black, infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, for, yeah. Young, for yeah. young black kids or even Hispanic kids or even Asian kids, too, whatever, if you don't I have don't that. I don't know about them niggas. They I mean, what I where it's V-Line. But I get I mean, what you're saying. Yeah, it's because yeah, like, if you grow up thinking that you're less, then yeah. you're yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And you got yeah. if if you don't have the infrastructure to actually promote what a black kid is, because regardless of how you want to see it, we'll never ever live in a post-racial world or whatever. So you gotta you gotta teach. Want to be in that? Yeah, you gotta you gotta teach these black kids who were they black leaders. You gotta teach them all about the civil rights movement, all that stuff. But the way you have to do it, and I feel like we got that in South Dakota, where when I went to college and I was talking to some other black kids, it was like we never like Black History Month for us. Was like this big thing. Like we always did projects learning about inventors. Yeah, you don't have to know. You don't have to know five white people that's yeah. until college. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I definitely didn't want to go to school with they stupid ass. <laughs> Whoever was like, "Oh my god, if only we had some white folks here, we having such a good time." Like <laughs> you ain't even thinking about them. Bro, fuck no. That's beautiful, bro. You were swag surfing and shit, nigga. You can't <laughs> yeah. do that in Athens. <laughs> For real, bro. I, mean, I, was, I agree with you, Tyler. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, because when we went to school, is like we saw black people as like. Athlete, we saw them as scientists. We saw them as like principal. Princi- every yeah. we saw them as everything. Yeah. So we could right. do so like that's the benef- that's the social infrastructure part of it. Mm-hmm. But when you send a black kid to these white schools and everybody want to be white, around the ass. yeah, yeah, everybody yeah. the te- the authority figures are white. Their uh, friend group, friend, friend weird. group is white. And then, lunch ladies white. No season on your food. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can't like they ain't stealing no money. And, <laughs> and your upbringing, because if you coming from South Cap, your upbringing is gonna be different than someone yeah. who's living in North Cap. So your friends can't even relate to you on that level. So now you ashamed trying to hide who you are. And you see that a lot of times. Yeah, yeah bro. Especially when or people molded into what they want you to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's just weird. Yeah, bro. I ain't putting nobody through that shit. But yeah, yeah. I guess all in all, like. Resentment can exist, but you got to be reflective and be mature, I guess. I guess I guess resentment, it's okay to be resentful at a certain point, but you can't 
stay resentful. Yeah, you can't stay sense. there. You'll be in that place forever. That's just like glue, bro. Yeah. Or like quicksand, honestly. You keep just keep seeping into it. You'll never yeah. get past some shit. If you mad at something or resent something or someone. Now, if a nigga did some fuck shit, he did some fuck shit. You ain't got to fuck with him at all. Yeah, you can still resent him for the fuck shit, but you just know I got I got past the fuck shit. Fuck that nigga. I can still move on and flourish and be who I want to be. Nothing's going to stop me, you yeah. know? Yeah, because like a, a lot of times when people are resentful, they let it control their emotions, yeah. you know how they act, How they interact with the yeah, world, yeah, other yeah, people, yeah. shit. Yeah, and so when you say, all right, fuck it, I'm not letting that happen to me no more, then, I mean, you just... You're st- I guess you're not resentful anymore. You, it's yeah. it's more generative. It's productive. Yeah, yeah. you know what yeah. I'm saying. You're acting with, on it. Yeah, live your life with no resentment, no yeah. regrets. And that, I mean, that just, that just no regrets. That just goes back to <laughs> the um, maturity aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's yeah. living and growing, bro. You you live and living is never peachy. There's peachy moments, but it'd be a lot of bullshit. It'd be shit you'd be disappointed about. Shit that didn't come to fruition. Shit you'd be mad about, pressed about, depressed about, sad about. Don't matter. But you grow. You yeah, grow you from those forward. places. Yeah. You grow from those dark days and you go to say, damn, even though I went through that shit, I know I can appreciate the beautiful shit or the simple things way more, you know? Yeah. Like, my upbringing, like my grandma's and shit, just, just coming home somewhere and I know, like, ain't shit going nowhere. Mm. Or I kind of know what people are on or what's going on. Or we all got a goal. We all focus. We all doing something. Mm-hmm. That's more than enough, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody's straight. We not we ain't gotta be straight financially. We ain't gotta be like we ain't gotta be rich or balling, nothing like that. But everybody's like, we're good. Yeah, we're right, good. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just a nice even kill place where we can. It's not as great as it can be, but we can get there, motherfucker. Yeah. You know? All right, then y'all. Appreciate y'all for another good episode. Thinking about everything we've been thinking about, but I think the listeners can appreciate that. Wait, I know something that everybody can resent, though. Student loans. Georgia State, you filed for that bullshit. <laughs> you knew I had the grades, the GPA, all that shit. You gave me that fucking bullshit loan anyway. You niggas trash. The financial aid department trash. All you niggas got to go. All y'all look like Steve Harvey and fucking Sunday's Best alternates. That's how y'all look. Fuck y'all. Y'all suck. Okay. And we don't, we don't offer nigga. financial advice, though. Please talk to a whatever if Hold you want to. Making my niggas go to class with hobos. It's somebody to class with people with no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. It's somebody, it's somebody, somebody else we can resent, though. Somebody else we can resent. Tyler Perry. Fuck Tyler Woo! Perry, but I, I ain't gonna get started. That an extended That's episode of 20 minutes. <laughs> hey, That's brainwashing the aunties, bro. That's next one. That's the next one. That's the next one. We're signing off. Adios, niggas. We out.